future is now. And welcome to the SVK Crypto Podcast. 15 minutes of crypto value. My name's Charles Story. I'll be hosting the next 15 minutes. We're coming live from the city of London, Shoreditch. So let's get down to business. Bitcoin is currently trading at $6,566, down 1% in the last 24 hours. We have Ethereum currently trading at $225, that's down half percent. Ripple is currently trading at 46 cents, that's down 2%. EOS is currently trading at $5.88, that's up half a percent. I want to give a big shout out to Digitex Futures, which is currently trading at $0.09, cents, and that's up 18% thus far, outperforming the market considerably. The market cap for the crypto space is currently $217 billion. Bitcoin's dominance of that is 52.3%. We've seen volume numbers depreciating in the last couple of days, with Monday being a high for the entire crypto space, 24-hour trading volume of $12.6 billion dropping it down today to $11.4 billion in the last 24 hours. So we're seeing that fall down um, considerably, which is interesting because the market hasn't really been really been falling that much. I mean, the market cap's lost $4 or $5 billion, but it's interesting to see the volume numbers depreciating a little bit. Um, and it'd be interesting. I think the volume is a, is a real indicator. And you, what you will see, especially when we see another price increase, is volume numbers increasing massively day after day. And that will basically be one of the catalysts for the prices to start increasing on the back of that. And uh, Bitcoin begins to move. And as we all know, when Bitcoin moves, the market follows suit. All right. So with that in mind, let's get down to business. Let's find out what's going down, what's going on. Let's find out the inside scoop. And let's find out what's going on in the crypto space. So let's get down to business and let's find out more. So something I thought I'd bring to your attention before jumping into the stories is that there's a towering inflatable rat on Wall Street and it's found a temporary home in front of a branch of the world's most powerful bank. So basically the claws are hanging out, fangs fierce. The art piece was installed on Tuesday in uh, homage to the giant rats inflated by union protesters as a way to point a finger at companies for mistreating employees. But this latest rat has been updated for modern times. Instead of a dull brown, um, it's covered in colorful code and maths equations in an ode to Bitcoin. That's hilarious. And someone's basically put it right in front of the Federal Reserve in New York. Um, I mean, I mean, I think it was moved a couple of times, but protesters keep bringing this rat back. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna be so annoyed going into work and seeing this thing. I don't know how good that is for Bitcoin in general. The fact that they've they've appointed a rat full of code and it's kind of like it's a little bit like, hey, this is what Bitcoin's about to take you over. The rats are gonna get control again. I'm not too sure if that was the right stance to take, but it's it's kind of funny and I thought I'd bring it to your attention. So on the news of exchanges, um, there's something we have to bring up today is Quad Recax is battling a bank over $21.6 million in frozen funds. So um, Quadracank blames court dispute with a bank for fiat withdrawal delays. So the Vancouver-based exchange has blamed the legal dispute between it and CIBC as the reason for delays that clients are currently facing um, when trying to withdraw fiat currency. So the Globe and Mail reports the court documents show Quadracank um, has been unable to access 28 
Canadian or 28 million Canadian dollars, approximately 21.6 million dollars US since January after CIBC froze multiple bank accounts owned by Codracac's payment processor, uh, Custodian Inc., and its owner, Jose Reyes. So while CIBC has declined requests for comments from the media, a factum filed with the Ontario Court of Justice states that the bank froze the accounts after it was unable to identify the owner of the funds held in the accounts. So CIBC is requesting that the court take possession of the funds in question and determine whether the money is owned by custodian Quadrigax or the 388 people who directly deposited the funds into the accounts for the purpose of cryptocurrency investment. So Quadrigax on the other hand claims that the bank was wrong to freeze the money and argues it is the undisputed owner of the majority of the funds excluding one wire recall of 99,985 Canadian dollars. Quadrigax factum also states that the exchange had already credited the accounts of the depositors with virtual currency that Quadricax believes that it is being unfairly targeted due to mainstream stigma associated with cryptocurrency. So this is what they said. This should not succumb to the bank's unsubstantiated and highly offensive speculation that there must be something shady or shady dealings are taking a foot because Quadricax's business is a trading platform for individuals trading in cryptocurrencies. The court filing reads, so CIBC has been holding the respondents' funds hostage since January 8th, 2018, while it hopelessly attempts to find an ex post facto jurisdiction for wrongfully freezing and continuing to freeze the accounts in the first place. So Codrax's lawyer, Margaret Waddell, has indicated that the court heard the case during the summer and that the judge has reserved decision. Oh my God, that's insane. I mean, how can how can you operate when your when your accounts are being frozen? And I guess what's one of the issues of these exchanges taking place that the funds at any second can be frozen in the account, and then the whole business is absolutely screwed. Banking relationships are something that I think I think there's a lot of stories out, especially of Canada. There's been loads of stories out. You know, certain banks are crypto friendly, but in the background, a lot of banks are still not crypto friendly at all, and a lot of exchanges who are operating with lots of different accounts out there. Uh, sometimes in the position where their funds are being frozen. I'm, and I, I guarantee this story is more common than this one case, but people aren't reporting it because they have enough capital to basically fund user accounts and they're trying to solve this in the background, you know, because they don't want anyone to freak out and pull their pull their crypto out of the account or stop trading with them. So it'd be interesting to see, um, you know, what, how, how common this is. And I guess this is a really common issue of exchanges. And I'd be interested to see what other exchanges have, have dealt with this issue and, and how these guys are going to deal with the issue because they've been covering this up since January 8th. I guess it's got to the point now where they literally don't have enough capital to operate or, or give clients the fee out or take the fee out of the accounts because all their capital's tied up and frozen. So, I mean, these guys are in a bit of a situation here. And as an exchange user, you don't want to be in that situation where like all of a sudden you can't withdraw a fee out of the accounts. So what are you going to do? You're going to move your crypto somewhere else and, and exchange back into fiat there. So what's really interesting is how the court will will decide upon their decision here. And this, this would be a really big deal for all exchanges operating in Canada as well. So in other news, the SEC asks court to enforce subpoena and ICO inquiry. So Securities and Exchange Commission said Tuesday that it has asked the U.S. District Court to enforce a subpoena 
as part of a probe into alleged pump and dump tactics that involve claims of a $100 million initial coin offering or ICO. So according to the October 9th statement, officials at the US regulator are investigating St. James Holding an investment company trust and its trustee, Jeffrey James, months after the agency just moved to suspend trading in penny stock company Ch- Chebrum Interests. So the SEC explained that it believes Chebrum lied to investors about its claims around a so-called SJT coin, which it said in January was designed to cooperate living, working and healthier lives and offers extensibility, diversity to use of the coin over current coins like Bitcoin or both financial and societal gain. So the agency said in Tuesday statement, based on its ongoing non-public investigation, the SEC has reason to believe that to pump its stock price, Chebrum issued false public statements in January 2018, claiming that the company has executed a $100 million financing commitment to launch an initial coin offering for St. James's Trust after Chebrum's stock price and trading volume increased on this news certain individuals associated with the company may have dumped the overvalued Chebrum stock for significant profits so yet today James and the St. James Trust have yet to respond to the subpoena despite personally serving James with copies of the subpoenas the SEC's application seeks an order for the court compelling James and the St. James's Trust to produce all responsive documents, the agency said. At the start of the year, the SEC made waves as it moved to scrutinize a number of small cap stocks that rode a wave of public interest around blockchain. Having warned in 2017 that it would seek to punish public companies that use ICO-related claims to hoodwink investors. Oh my God, that's just absolute, what a crock of rubbish. Like, I mean, not from the SEC standpoint, but these guys, like what, what, a, what a bunch of jokers. Like it's saying they had an ICO for $100 million when they didn't. And then the stock price rose in the back of it and they dumped all their stock. I mean, these guys deserve to go to jail. Like that's totally not cool. And that's totally not in the spirit of anything that this whole movement was created on. So we also had a big story is that crypto exchange hack losses already 250% higher than 2017 Q3 report showed. So losses caused by cryptocurrency exchange hacks hit $927 million in the first nine months of 2018, already 250% higher than throughout all of 2017, Reuters India reported yesterday. So Reuters cites a crypto anti-money laundering AML report for Q3 2018 from crypto intelligence firm CypherTrace, which pitted the $927 million figure against last year's $266 million total. According to the report, smaller thefts of crypto worth between $20 to $60 million are also steadily rising, hitting $173 million in the third quarter. Reuters interviewed CypherTrace CEO Dave Givans, who is also chairman of the global anti-cybercrime organization, the Anti-Phishing Working Group. Givans told the agency that the real figures are likely to be 50% higher than those that were successfully traced in the report, emphasizing that CypherTrace is aware of over $60 million stolen in crypto that was not reported. 
Jivan's undisclosed or unscored that many leading crypto exchanges operate within countries that still have weak AML regulations and estimated that $2.5 billion has been laundered in Bitcoin since 2009, noting the regulators are still a couple of years behind because there are only a few countries that have really applied strong anti-money laundering laws. So to reach the $2.5 billion estimate, CypherTrace is said to be have monitored or is monitoring around 350 million transactions on the top 20 trading platforms by globally traded volumes, correlating 100 million of these with highly suspect or criminal counterparties that matched its own criminal activity data records. Like, you have to remember as well that this was done by, this whole this whole piece was done by um, Reuters India. India is like really against this. They've just been banning exchanges. So they have quite a biased view already. Like they're trying to make out that it's like a big deal. And what I think they're trying to paint it worse than it really is, to be honest with you. And they've obviously found someone who has, you know, a, a viewpoint to, let's say, justify that. But how does he know what's been laundered and what hasn't been laundered? according to his data like but how like show us don't tell us show us and there's a big difference between telling and showing so be interested to see where he puts all his data and all his facts because i haven't come across that statistic before i'm sure there is some laundering going on but it's like a minority compared to what's going on with fiat currency especially the u.s dollar the amount of terrorists that are using it the amount of arms and drugs that have been bought with it and you look at Bitcoin, like, that's my new compared to the US dollar. Anyway, that's my personal thought on that one. With that in mind, listen, guys, I'm going to wrap it up. Um, we've got some events to go to. We've got some things to do here. But talking of events, we have our next event, which we've just announced. And that's going to be an open panel discussion like the one we had back in June. So on the panel, we have handpicked some industry thought leaders and the panelists include Stephen Kelso who is head of Galaxy Digital Europe, Alexander Perrin who's head of venture and private equity at Virgin Ventures which is Richard Branson's family offices, David Packham who's the co-founder of EOS 42, a top 21 block producer and I think they know, I know for a fact they've never been kicked out of the top 21 as of yet. And they're part of six that haven't. So they're doing something right. And Piers Rideyard, who's the CEO of Radex. This is all going to be taking place in, you know it, London town at the De Vere Grand Connaught Rooms. Everyone is welcome. We'd love to see you all there. And if you haven't already, the link is in our Telegram, which is SVK Crowd. If you type that in, you'll find it and it's pinned right to the top. Sign up. We'd love to see everybody there. It's a free event. Everyone is welcome. And let's do this. So with that in mind, that's a wrap. I got to bounce. Thank you for your time and attention as always. And remember, you feel free to email myself, cstory, C-S-T-O-R-R-Y at svkcrypto.com. That's a wrap. Follow us on Twitter at SBK underscore crypto. Email us on CSTory at SBKCrypto.com. Leave us a message on our website, www.SBKCrypto.com.